Ladies and gentlemen, this is the second episode in the second half of our hour-long conversation with Kyle. So without further ado, let's get right back into it. Yeah, most of my clients are spending about six to ten hours a day on their phones. Um, And the first thing I do with them is I sit down and say, you know, let's do the math on this. You're six hours a day, seven days a week, six times seven. You're, you're talking a full-time job here, 42 hours a week, just sitting on your phone. Is there anything else you want to do with that 42 hours a week? And we don't have to reclaim all 42 hours a week right now, but let's just say, what if we cut that in half? What if we gave you 20 hours of your life back every single week? It's like three hours a day. What could you do with that time? Um, and a lot of people, that's when the light, the yeah, light switch. I was, I was just going to say, when you break it down like that, I mean, it really, something's got to click and switch. Yeah. Like, wow, I am, I'm giving this much of my time away and I'm getting nothing out of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the realization for almost everybody. Um, I've even had people that use their phone like two and a half hours a day, which the worldwide average right now is about three hours and 15 minutes a day. And so people that are below average have come to me and say, I I use my phone too much. And I say, how much are you using your phone? They say like two hours a day. And I'm like, that's, that's not a lot, but if you want to, if you want to ditch it, we can do that. We can get it down to 20 minutes. Um, which is, that's about where I'm at right now between just texts and calls and scrolling through music on my phone. Um, while I'm, you know, have music playing in the background. That's just the screen time that it's on is about 20 minutes a day. Um, for me personally. And the rest of your work, everything else that you have to do, you just wait till you get home and you're doing it either on an iPad or a laptop? Yeah, my my work with clients, um, helping them get off their phones, ironically enough, is over Zoom. Um, but that allows me to work with people everywhere in the world. I've had clients in Mumbai and Seattle and New York all at the same time. So it's really cool that I can be able to use technology as a tool to help people get off technology, um, as ironic as that is. Are you getting all age groups or is there like a, a specific uh, range that usually is coming coming to you for assistance? Yeah, the normal, my normal client is usually under 40. Um, and I have a theory about that. And it's, I think... I think that the phone kind of grew up with us, you know, when it was 2004, 2005, Mm -hmm. when the iPhone came out, it's been almost 20 years. And so if you think back, if you're 35, you were 15, you know, when the iPhone came out and as your brain was developing, its brain was developing. It got a faster processor every year. It got new, new tech every year, you know, the, uh, the facial recognition scanners, the fingerprint scanners. It grew up as we did. Facebook, when it started, you know, was just for college kids to keep in touch after college. That was the whole point. And now it's the biggest social media network in the world that, that you know, owns Instagram and all that, that kind of thing. You know, it, it grew up while we grew up. And so nobody was there to teach us how to use it because our parents didn't really care about Facebook for a long time, you know, um, so mm-hmm. they didn't, 
see what it could become and how addicting it could become and how much it could take over our lives. So I think that's why most of my clients are in that 20 to 40 range. Um, Cause we just, nobody told us how to use it's it. It's not even a uncommon thing to see kids that are in grade school with smartphones now and they know how to work it probably better than me. Yeah. Oh, they, they know how to work it better than I do. I've been, I've only been out of the smartphone that, yeah, game. That's for like the new babysitter. Yeah. And like my nieces and nephews will get, grab their parents' phones and go to YouTube and watch Blippy. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. six. How do you know this? <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. Before I yeah, remember it was it was some some of the parents that would just sit their kids in front of the TV screen. Here you go. You watch cartoons. Now it's you just give them a, a it was a PSP or a little Game Boy or something. Then it turned to now they just yep. give them the phone. Here you go. Have at it. Yep. Yep. Here's a here's a portal to all the information in the world. Go have fun. Uh, that That scares me personally to give a kid to give a kid a, a box full of anything they want at the touch of a button instantly. Um, there's a lot of, I think, social, there's a lot of social things I think that are going to pop up in the next 10, 15 years. And we're going to realize, Hey, that was probably not the smartest thing to do, but uh, it's done now. Let's figure out how to fix it. Yeah, exactly. They have. Um, and, and then you also have, Kids that are creating TikTok accounts, Instagram accounts, YouTube channels. I mean, it's it, it's out of control. I mean, it, you, then you have your your privacy. You, there's a lot of other things that are compromised with that, along with just the type of information that you could be filling your mind with. And especially when you're a kid and, and you're you're still at that impressionable stage, you're still your your mind is still developing, and it's a scary thing. Yeah. But uh, there's not really a right answer right now, you know, because you've got in uh, yeah. like middle schools, I've seen this a lot where if you don't have an Instagram and you're 12 or 13, kids will say that, oh, you just don't exist. You don't exist in the real world unless you have a presence in the digital world. Um, and that's just crazy to me mm-hmm. that that's where kind of the bullying has yeah. has gone is if, if you're not one of us, then you, you literally just don't exist. So any parents who are like, well, I don't want to give my phone a magical black yeah. box are kind of setting their kids up to be bullied, but it's the right move, but it's, what do you do? It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's a catch 22. Yeah. Catch it if you don't. Exactly. So. And, and also even just even just getting by now, like on a say for some social activities, uh, like say, for instance, I was telling you that we had went last year to visit family in California and just simple things as uh, before there was a time when just the spur of the moment, if you wanted to do something, you can go into a cafe or say, in this case, my wife and I, we were at the lake and there was those uh, paddle boats and so we seen that there was a lot of paddle yeah. boats available and we went in there and said, we want to, can, can we rent a paddle boat? We see, we see it's about 12, $12 for an hour. Can we, yeah, you have to download the app. 
the app. Like there's a lot of paddle boats that are open. Nobody's using it. Can't we have the money? Can we just pay? no, you have to download the app. Here's the app. You download it and then this is a cashless transaction list. I don't know what it was. I couldn't make sense of it. And he said, okay, well, I guess there goes that. But even simple things like that now, everything is you you need to have a smartphone. You have to download the app to go through with this transaction or uh, a lot of things are going in that direction. Yeah. Um, I know like a lot of banking is mostly just done online now. Like if you go into a bank and ask for cash, you know, they're like, what what, what do you need cash for? Just use Venmo. Use yeah. Um, and then right. uh, Just even wire like it. public transport, you know, a thing that should be available to everyone. I've seen some public transport that you have to have the app. That's the only way you can pay is is through the app or you can go to a central terminal and, and post pay for the rides you've been on and prepay for all the other rides you want to do. Um, but that's just it. It doesn't really work. So yeah, it's become so integral in society. Yeah. Um, like karaoke, you know, you go to a bar, you want to do some karaoke. That's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you. You got to have the app. Oh, do you? Is it, <laughs> they're asking you for an app to do karaoke? Yeah, yeah. You've got it to to put your name on the list to go get up and sing your song. You got to have the app. It's like you're getting slowly outcasted if you're not stained within that grid. It, they're making it very difficult. That's what I was going to ask. Since you stopped using a smartphone or just carrying a smartphone with you in that sense, the way you were before, has it inconvenienced you in any way or you seem to be getting by just fine? Just you have your alternatives to it and making it work for you. Yeah, it's absolutely an inconvenience. Um, I actually keep my old smartphone um, usually in my car and if I need a smartphone for something, I'll go out, I'll do a mobile hotspot from my flip phone to my old phone to get Wi-Fi to download the app so I can do whatever. Um, so because there are some things that I need to do that you just you have to have the app for. So in that sense, like I, I know a couple people who don't own smartphones at all, and I'm not entirely sure how they how they get by a hundred percent of the time um, because the amount of times I've, you know, gone into a city office to pay a bill and they're like, Oh no, yeah, we don't accept cash here. You're going to have to go online and just pay online. Um, and I say, okay, well I don't have a smartphone. I can't do that. And they say, okay, well uh, your bills do. So figure it out. I say, okay. Well, I guess I'll get, go get my old phone so I can pay this. Mm. Um, Stuff like that no has been surprising to me. The amount of places that just don't accept cash, don't even have a credit card taker in the store. It's just all digital. And it seems that that's another thing that, that's going to be tough in the future because it, it seems like that's the direction where it's going more and more. So people that are seeing, because it, it also seems like this is more of a, a topic that people are recognizing the problem with their phone usage. They're just spending too much time on the phone. And also the issues that uh, young children are having with uh, depression, with self-esteem issues, uh, being being bullied, not just at school, but then online also. So they can't get away from it. There was a time when I was in school and 
the only time you were you were being bullied or if you had issues, it was while you were at school. I couldn't imagine going home and then you look on your feed and then there's people posting certain things to you, so you're getting it in two ways. And so that's affecting society in a lot of different ways. There's good usage. It, it could be a tool, but a lot of people um, have found themselves addicted to it because it is highly addictive. And even the creators, I was reading this uh, this uh, article and it was talking about just some of the, the software creators. They tailored it pretty much after like slot machines and to give you that dopamine and to give you that addiction to where it's it's giving you the same effect as if you were at a casino and you're you're trying to hit the jackpot. Yep, that's exactly correct. They they engineered it so every time you swipe up it feels like you're pulling the lever on the side of the slot machine. Um, right. that and Instagram is is one of those things that I never really got on board with. Um, but it creates a lot of mental health issues in in teenagers specifically because their brains are not developed enough and they they have the need to compare themselves to everybody at that age you know if you're a teenager you're always Mm -hmm. thinking about what other people think about you so if you hop on instagram and you see that you know so and so's dad is taking them all around the world on a private jet and they're going to maui they're going to the caribbean they're going to the mediterranean all these cool places well that doesn't make you feel very good as a teenager you're wondering well why why are they so lucky why do they get to do that apparently i'm not good enough and that's how the thought process goes a lot of the time is when you when you see other people doing things that are abnormally awesome your brain goes well if i can't do that then i guess i'm not good enough and that's where the depression in teenagers has has come from. Well, that's the the spike. I personally believe that it's mostly social media. Yeah. You're you're competing, and and the thing about it is, most people when they're posting, it's only the highlight reels. So you're getting just the best of what they're doing, and um, yeah, a lot of times it's not really based on everyday. Reality. It's not reality based. Everybody is just trying to either outpost. You're keeping up with the Joneses, and uh, that can't be good for somebody's mental health. What are the Absolutely. some of the problems when people are coming to you? Are they dealing with depression? Are they de- like? Is there specific things that you're seeing like with most of the people that are coming to you and asking for assistance and asking to be coached and and um, coming to you for help? Yeah, the biggest thing I see is somewhere between low self-esteem and early depression um, where there's this sense that I've right. lost control and I am not keeping up with the Joneses on social media. That's kind of the biggest, the biggest one is, well, I'm not good enough because I can't keep up with Chloe Kardashian and all the billions of dollars she makes. So I'm her same age so because I'm her same age, I must be worthless because I don't have the billions of dollars that she has. You know, that kind of that kind of thinking right. is a lot of what I deal with. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, doing something, something wrong, wrong because other people are doing better than me. That's that's the biggest one I see. You know, I was going to ask you, and, and what are things I know for you, you said it was pretty much replacing those bad habits with better habits. 
healthy habits? Are there um, certain key points that you focus on? Or, I mean, probably every individual is different and their needs are going to be different. And so you kind of tailor it depending on what they're looking looking for as far as the, the help that they need. And Or are there certain things that you focus in on when it comes to helping them pull away from the phone and maybe take some of their life back? Yeah. So the, in my program, we start kind of with the phone and just very basic, basic things to start training your brain that it can be okay to live without your phone. Um, like the first thing, day one of the program, the, the only thing I ask you to do is leave your phone outside the bathroom when, when you go in there to do your business. Um, and that's, that's the starting point. And then <laughs> it's funny. Everybody laughs when I tell them that they're like, you want me to just not take my phone in the bathroom? That's it. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> that's it. Just your phone sits on the counter outside the bathroom. You can hop back on it when you're done. Um, so it starts with simple that's things baby steps. like that. Yeah. Baby steps. And then a couple weeks in is where we start digging into kind of the identity behind why they came to me. Um, I'll ask them, you know, Hey, you know, like what, what do you think about yourself when you're alone? Where's, where's your mindset? Um, and I've got a little questionnaire that, that kind of helps narrow down why they really came to me. Uh, mostly the, most of the time the phone is just a coping mechanism for something else. And so we kind of treat the coping mechanism and then we kind of have to treat the something else, but it takes a little bit of time to build rapport with people um, and get to that point where you can have a, an intimate conversation about their personal lives. So we, we treat the phone addiction part over here yeah. and then we go a little bit further down the road. And most of the time, by that point in time, um, we've done enough things We've replaced the phone enough with other things that their main issue is not nearly as big of an issue, whether that be the low self-esteem. Um, I encourage everybody during weeks two and three and four to start reaching out to people and going out to lunch with friends you haven't seen in a while, um, doing things in person with people. And that normally will will start to fix the, like the low self-esteem issues by itself. Uh, normally when we get to the self-esteem part of the program, it's like, hey, yeah, I was feeling this way. I didn't want to come out and tell you when I started the program. But since I started the program, I've been feeling a lot better. And when they do get together with each other to leave the phones at home or at least in the car. Yep, exactly. Yep. You don't need it while you're chit-chatting over dinner with your with your best friend. Um, it's it's a cool thing to, to watch I like people. that you you seem to have a holistic approach to it. It's not just this is what we're going to do, replace your head, but it's also getting to the source of it. Like what, 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 let's go a little deeper than that. Maybe it, some people, they don't know how to spend quality time alone with themselves and they're not in tune with themselves. They're completely out of touch. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it is very much. And we just feel that, that empty space with something. The quickest thing we can do is pick up the phone. Okay, let me see what they're doing. You're living life through somebody else's eyes, but you're, you're, in the meantime, yours is just passing right by. 
you know, we we wasted. I'm I'm guilty myself. I've wasted. Not to say I'm I'm off of that smart device, but yep. I know. I I really do try to make an effort to limit my screen time and to use it for something like how you said in the beginning, where what am where can I? There's a lot of useful things you can get out of it. There's there's a lot of um, information you can educate yourself with if you're trying to better a habit, if you want to learn a new uh, whatever it is, you learn a new skill, a craft. But then again, there's also the temptation of just endless scrolling. And that's hard to get away from. Yeah, it's it's a it's crazy how fast we've, as a society, we've become so reliant on smartphones and technology. If it all went away tomorrow, uh, I think we'd break a little bit. <laughs> There'd be a lot of things that just didn't work anymore. Like like um, I was saying, I really like the holistic approach, and I think that's that's the better way to to deal with um, these type of issues and especially the clients that come to you seeking advice and help. Yeah, they're, they're a whole person. And so I, I treat them like they're a human being, not like they're some random person I met over the internet. Um, and we, we talk yes. about all aspects of health, genuine interactions. Yep. We talk about emotional, physical, spiritual. Now I, I was, I was doing a little, I was doing um, a follow-up and I checked out your website and now is it a a 15-day detox? Does it go further than that if they're willing to or is like, how does that work out as far as the programs that you offer or the the help that you offer? Yeah, I I appreciate appreciate you checking out my website. Um, So I've got two main programs. One of them is my 15-day digital detox program. that one is structured. Uh, there's a, a video that comes to your inbox every morning for 15 days, usually between 10 and 15 minutes. Um, and then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for two weeks, plus an extra Monday at the end, um, we get together as a group of usually me and eight to 10 clients. And we're all okay. there doing the same thing. We're all working towards the same goal. And that is day 14 is a no phone for 24 hour day. So that's the collective goal of the group is on day fit on day 14, we're not going to use our phones at all. And then day 15, we come back and we talk about it. You know, what went well, what was hard, what are you going to implement into the rest of your life and how can we move forward? And that's, that's the point where if they want to work one-on-one with me in uh, my, my 90 day program, which is, 12 weeks with me, one hour sessions. That's where we can kind of facilitate that interaction going forward. How is that 12 weeks? Is that uh, once a week or how does that break down for the 90, 90 day program? Yep. That one's once a week. And that one gets a lot more into the holistic healing, a whole person rather than the 15 day digital detox is very much focused on how to get rid of the phone and less focused on all the other things that they're, they're in there. They're just not quite as strong as they, they are in the 90 day program. That's simply because I just don't have enough time to talk to each individual and figure out what each, what each individual needs for the rest of their 
selves to become whole. And the name of the website again, so if anybody wants to look into more information as, as to what you offer and what you're doing over there? Yeah, it's Level 10 Life Coach. Just level, all spelled out, 10, the number 10, and then Life Coach. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to get into contact with me. All my information's on the website. Taking them from zero to 10. Yep. Well, wherever you're at to 10. Most people aren't quite at zero, but uh, the goal is to get you the next level up from where you're at currently. If you're sitting at a five in life right now, we'll get you to a six or a seven and we'll go from there. That's good. That's promising. That's promising. Yeah. Now, um, can I ask you, have you seen seen a lot of success with, with people that are coming to you and the after effects of, of them going through your program? Yeah, I keep in fairly close contact with most of my clients. Um, I send out an email every few months okay. just checking in. Hey, how are you doing? You know, Follow-ups. And I get responses back, yeah, quite a bit that are just, hey, your, your program literally changed my life. It's been three months since I stopped working with you. And when I stopped working with you, I was at two hours on my phone. Now I'm down to an hour and 10 minutes a day. So it's really cool to see people continue wow, to work that's good. after they've worked with me. Um, and they've got this fire and passion that I, I kind of hope that I instill in everybody that I work with. That cell phones are incredible. Smartphones are incredible. They're incredible tools, but they can also be incredible weaknesses. And more than ever, I mean, it is, it is very common and you see it everywhere it's the proof is in the pudding you walk wherever you go you're going to the grocery store you're driving in the car there's people driving while they're looking at their phone (laughs) it is everywhere yep that's I, i watched a lady put on makeup using her phone as a mirror while she was driving to work one day and i was like wow i'm more impressed than scared right now that you're still on the road you know <laughs> i'm terrified but wow if you can drive with your knee i'm assuming hold your phone in one hand for the mirror you know the yeah. camera and put your lipstick on that's some skills right there we need to get her a circus yeah, right <laughs> yeah it seems to be something that more than some are dealing with and whether they admit it or not, uh, like I was saying, even me, I mean, I, I really try to put myself in in check and monitor what I'm doing because it's so easy when you're, I I could be looking at something and it it could be for educational purposes, but then I click on a video and of course you get the recommended and it doesn't stop. And before you know it, it's like an hour past. What did I get out of it? My God. Let me go run. Let me let me uh, do a little bit of body body weight exercises or something just to get my mind right. But now you you mentioned a few things about habit changes and things like that. Is there any anything else you'd like to leave people listening with as far as how they can limit their screen usage or if they see that this is an issue with them, steps they can they can take to um, get that in order. Yeah, I've definitely got man so many tools for for people. Um, honestly, the, the simplest one is that one that I recommend to everybody on day one. That's don't take your phone into the bathroom. That's a really good place to start. Amen. Um, after that, I would recommend looking a little bit into mindfulness. 
Um, and mindfulness for anybody who may not know is thinking about why you're doing what you're doing. Just being aware of, okay, I am going on a walk because I, I need that for my body right now, or I'm scrolling on my phone because that's what I need to do to cope with whatever's happening with in my life. Um, and I, a good way to learn mindfulness is to go for a walk without your phone, leave your phone home, just five, 10 minute walk, and just see how many things you can notice with your senses. Um, smells, is the bakery around the corner making bread? Uh, is it raining? Is it sunny outside? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Um, how does your body feel? Are you breathing heavy? Are you, are you uh, walking quickly? Are you walking slowly? And just kind of let your senses take over for a minute while you're out on this walk, just literally five, 10 minutes. Um, and that's a good way to train your brain to think about what it's experiencing. Once you have the, what am I experiencing part down, you can kind of start to peel back the curtain of, okay, why am I experiencing this? Um, and honestly, that's one of the biggest tools that I use on a day-to-day basis with people is mindfulness and thinking about why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Getting back to being present in the moment, whatever it is you're doing, um, we can really, I, I know, I know as far yes, as sir. just speaking from my own personal experience, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree, you, whatever you can be eating, but you're thinking about what you have to do later in the day, what happened the day before. It's like, you, you're not even enjoying the meal because your mind is going back to so many different things and just be in the moment, enjoy the food chew the food. And if you're sitting across from somebody, enjoy that company with them. Yeah. There's so many times I go walk into a restaurant and there's a group of people sitting across from each other, five or six of them. And they're all on their phones, all silent in a, in a public place, just scrolling. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are kind of missing the point of going out to dinner together as friends, right? Like they, you're supposed to be connecting socially. Right. So yeah. yeah. That was one thing I I did like my mom. I remember she would she would make it a point when we would get together, my brothers, the family, and she'd always tell everybody, put your phone away when we have dinner, at least while we have dinner. <laughs> That's a huge thing for I, at the dinner table when I was growing up, it was no technology, no Game Boys, no iPods, no laptops, no nothing. It was just dinner. And I'm very, very grateful my parents did that because it taught me a lot about how to interact with people in a positive way. Yeah, those little things can go a long way. And that this was this was awesome. I was I was a very, very excited to hear your take on all this stuff. And it was it was great feedback, great insight. And one more time, as far as people reaching out to you or getting in touch with you to see what you're doing or, or the programs that you offer it. That was level10coaching.com. Uh, level10lifecoach.com. This is where they can get uh, in touch with you as you offer a 15, um, 15 day digital detox. And then if they want to continue with your program, they can, they can opt into a 90 day program. Yep. And that 90 day program is a one-on-one. Um, and, we dig one on one, okay. Quite further into detail about about you, what's what's going on with your life, how are your kids, that kind of thing. The uh, 
the detox program is more of a group coaching setting and we don't get nearly as personal in that, but both of the programs I've had awesome successes with and would love to share them with everybody. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Kyle. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I live by that I like to leave with everybody that I, I encounter is Let's my take it. on the golden rule. We all know the golden rule. Yeah. And that is treat others how you want to be treated. Uh, my take on that is treat yourself how you want to be treated. Yeah. That's something to chew on. Thank you so much, Kyle. You're very welcome. Glad to be here. As we wrap up the second episode, I'd like to thank both Mindy and Kyle for wanting to share their stories. They've shared parts of their lives that are sensitive and can leave one vulnerable. And for that, I appreciate their openness and courage. Thank you. To get in contact with Kyle, you can find him at level10lifecoach.com. That's level 10 lifecoach.com Kyle is a holistic life and health coach who offers a 15-day digital detox program that can help jumpstart a transformation to your digital habits and better manage your time and life. To do better and be better, some have said that you've got to find your why, your reason, One thing that stood out for me was Kyle's love for his nephews and his nieces. The fact that he wasn't able to be the fun, the cool and playful uncle that he once was because of the depression and addiction that he was dealing with. That was his why. That was his reason to want to make some changes. And having a nephew who I love dearly But being across waters plus miles and countries apart, I haven't been able to see him much or to be around him these last few years. I'm reminded of how precious those relationships really are. Thank you. In my eyes, you are a giant amongst us. Keep being you. And until next time, and very soon, peace. Looking for a sign to know I'm on the right road. Ain't seen no sign.